Hello everyone, Minister Dave here from the Resurrection Center here to tell you about First Fruits. Before talking about First Fruits, I must first talk about tithes and offerings so that we understand the difference between the three presentations to the Lord. And did you notice I said presentations? That's what tithes and offerings are that you normally see us do, presentations to the Lord. So let's first talk about tithing. It's all explained in Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 22 through 29, but I will read only verse 22 and 23. And the scripture says in Deuteronomy verse 22, uh, chapter 14, I should say, verse 22 and 23. Be sure to set aside a tenth, did you hear that? A tenth of all that your fields produce each year. That means before taxes. Eat the tithe of your grain, new wine and olive oil, and the firstborn of your herds and flocks in the presence of the Lord your God at the place he will choose as a dwelling for his name, so that you may learn to revere the Lord your God always. And that's in Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 22 through 23. So now let's talk about the history of tithing. Tithes were given by the patriarchs in Abraham, the patriarchs Abraham, I should say, in Genesis chapter 4, verse 17 through 20, and Jacob, Genesis 28, verse 22. A system of tithes was instituted in the law of God given through Moses. That's in Deuteronomy 12, 14, and 26, those three chapters. And the prophets rebuked the children of Israel for failing to give the tithe to God. And you see that in Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. Okay, but now I'm going to bring my attention, or our attention, for that matter, to offerings. What are offerings? Well, let's find out in 2 of Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 7. Again, chapter 9, verse 6 through 7 of 2 Corinthians. The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he or she has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And that's in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 7. So what do we learn from this? Well, we're going to talk about uh, three things. Character and integrity, acts and symbols, and tithes and offerings. First, let's talk about character and integrity. Character relates to behavior. Integrity relates to trustworthiness. What are acts and symbols? Acts is what you do, like an action. A symbol is what it represents. Tie that all together for tithes and offerings. Tithes is an act of obedience. It's a symbol of integrity. Offering is an act of giving. It's a symbol of character. Now I'm going to talk about birthdays. That's right, birthdays. Birthdays are great, aren't they? What do we do? We honor the person we are celebrating. Think about it. We honor someone. They are the ones who blow out the candles. Oh, and yes, we all sing to that person. Why? We are honoring that person with the birthday. And what's the deal with the candles? It's all about the future. We acknowledge the years in the past. And the birthday cake and the candles are to celebrate what is to come. 
that future prophecy is a good thing. We have all kinds of celebrations. On our wedding day, many people honored my wife and I for our future. Soon we are to have another celebration. It's like other celebrations we are used to. We will honor someone and we will look to the future. Think about it. We will honor and look to the future. That sounds like a party that I want to go to. Did you get invited to the party? Well, did you? Well, you did. I suppose you didn't know that you were invited. Don't worry. You were already invited before you knew it. No party crashers here. Everyone is invited. All of us can give honor and look to the future. It's about a celebration of what God is about to do with our futures. We give honor to God and receive grace through mercy for blessings upon our futures. Yes, I want to go to that celebration. I suppose you want to know what kind of party this is all about. It's called First Fruits. It's special. It's a celebration involving worship. Well, we are actually doing two things. We are worshiping and celebrating. We worship to speak to God. We celebrate to acknowledge God. I'll say that again. We worship to speak to God. We celebrate to acknowledge God. Now, that sounds like a party I want to go to. Where is it? Oh, it's here at the church. That's right. 1060 Worcester Street. Free parking. The smiling faces and hugs that greet you at the door, they're free too. So let's talk about first fruits. It's a prophetic offering. Did you hear me say prophetic? It's a prophetic offering. Now let's talk about first fruits. The Hebrew word for first fruits is bikram, literally. It translates to promise to come. That's what bikram means. The Israelites saw these first fruits as an investment into their future. Did you hear me say investment? It's an investment into their future. God told them that if they brought their first fruits to him, he would bless all that came afterwards. You see, first fruits is a prophetic offering. So we need to celebrate our future prophetically. Number one, we have good reasons. The first one, the many souls that they have changed. Number two, the many people that have been ministered to. Number three, the spiritual moves that God has taken us through, the evidence of God's supernatural ways. Number four, the deliverances we have seen in our lives. Number five, the blessings we have received after prayer, fasting, and worship. Number six, the relationships that have been healed with families and friends. And number seven, the favor and provision through mercy and grace that we have all received from God. Thank you, Jesus. This is a celebration of thanks and thanks for a continued future of favor and provision. It's all about God. That is where honor is to be bestowed. Our future is in God's hands, not ours. Well, I honor who holds my future. Do you? Hallelujah to our God who holds our very own future. Amen. The first fruits began as an agricultural offering in biblical times. Agricultural was the fundamental economy of biblical times. It was used as an offering, and economic resources poured as an offering to God. In biblical times, agriculture was used as money. That was the gold. 
Exchange rates were between wheat and barley. As the name suggests, it is any fruit or grain harvest that ripens the earliest. It also includes the dedication of the first male born of livestock or human to God. It is a deposit guaranteeing his blessings on the rest of our harvest. This is the time we set aside each year to honor the Lord with our first significant sacrifice of the year. First fruit offerings is a prophetic celebration of a harvest to come. We look for financial favor and provision. Can you say prophetic celebration? The Hebrew word for first fruit is bikram. We talked about that before. It literally is translated to promise to come. The Israelites saw these first fruits as an investment into their future. God told them that if they brought their first fruits to him, he would bless all that came afterwards. So let's talk about why is giving first fruits important? Well, there are three reasons. Number one, it sets the tone. It's biblical and it's sacrificial. Let's look at number one. It sets the tone for the rest of the year by showing God how committed we are giving him the first of everything from what we produce, i.e., you know, for example, our finances to our time, gifts, and labor. And number two, it's biblical. Proverbs 3, verse 9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. And that's in Proverbs 3, 9. And in Nehemiah chapter 10, verse 35, the scripture says, We obligate ourselves to bring the first fruits of our ground and the first fruits of all the fruit of every tree year by year to the house of the Lord. And that's in Nehemiah chapter 10, verse 35. And number three, it's sacrificial. Giving first fruits not only shows God our gratitude for his provision thus far, but shows our sacrificial faith that he will continue to provide and bless our efforts in the new year. So again, the reason for first fruits offerings is it sets the tone for the year. It's biblical and it's sacrificial. Okay, so knowing God involves devotion, prayer, meditation, worship, interceding, and study. That's a good thing. Did did you hear the word study? There are two sides of understanding. One is divinity, the Holy Spirit, which is on Sunday. The other one is theology. That's the ac academic understanding. Uh, that's what we do on Wednesday. The theology gives a root foundational understanding of what to understand in divinity. Theology allows us to understand the Holy Spirit as we understand the source. So the study tools of the Bible, a concordance, it's a reference tool to help study the Bible. It lists biblical words alphabetically with indications to enable people to find the passages of the Bible where the words occur. For example, the Talmud is the central text of rabbinic Judaism and the primary source of Jewish religious law and the Jewish theology. It's the Old Testament stuff. Theologians, these are the people who study the Bible, use the Talmud for clarity of the Old Testament or Torah, the Jewish Bible. It's here we can get a clarity of first fruits. That's why it's important. Think of the Talmud for the Torah or Old Testament as a concordance for the Bible. So it is through the Talmud we understand the amount or value of first fruits to be offered to the Lord. First fruits is, ex I should say, first fruits is explained also in detail in the Bikram tractate of the Talmud, Bikram 3 2. According to the Teramoth tractate, 
of the Talmud, that's Taramoth 4-3, a 60th, that's the key word, a 60th part of first fruits in a prepared form was the minimum that could be offered. That's how it was indicated. This equates to just over six days, so it's six plus days worth of income. That is why at the Resurrection Center, we simplify the understanding of first fruits being a financial value of one week's salary. So let's do the math of the first fruits. So if you get paid every two weeks, it's half your paycheck to be one week. If you get paid once per month, then it's 25%. So what is the first fruit ceremony? Well, we learn about it in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 9 through 11. And the scripture says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land that I give you and reap its harvest, you shall bring the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest, and he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord. Did you hear me say that? And he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord so that you, you may be accepted. Did you hear that? So that you may be accepted. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. That's in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 9 through 11. Thus, the first fruit ceremony is an outward expression of gratitude for new life and God's gracious provision. When we offer our first fruits, we attract divine increase and overflow. In giving first fruits, you lay a foundation upon which your harvest will overflow. It is a prophetic blessing for your future. That's the celebration. The first time we see a first fruit offering goes to the time of Cain and Abel when both sons of Adam appeared before the Lord. The difference between their offerings is that Abel's offering was accepted and Cain's was rejected. Oh, wow. Abel gives the first uh, and the fat, while Cain gives an offering, not the first nor the best. And so let's learn more about it in Genesis chapter 4, verse 2 through 7. Now Abel kept flocks and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. But Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry and his face was downcast. He was looking down, downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, you will not be accepted. But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. So the meaning and understanding of first fruits, uh, we learn it from Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 1 through 11. And I'm, I'll read that. When you have entered the land the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance and have taken possession of it and settled in it, take some of the first fruits of all that you produce from the soil of the land the Lord your God is giving you, that means your job, and put them in a basket. Then go to the place the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name, that's the church, and say to the priest in office at the time, that's Pastor Jose, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the land the Lord swore to our ancestors to give us. The priest shall take the basket from your hands and set it down in front of the altar of the Lord your God. Then you shall declare before the Lord your God, my father was a wandering Aramean, and he went down into Egypt with a few people and lived there and became a great nation, powerful and numerous. But the Egyptians mistreated us 
and made us suffer, subjecting us to harsh labor. Then we cried out to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our misery, toil, and oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. With great terror and with signs and wonders, he brought us to this place and gave us this land, and land flowing with milk and honey. And now I bring the first fruits of the soil that you, Lord, have given me. Place So place the basket before the Lord your God and bow down before him. Then you and the Levites and the foreigners residing among you shall rejoice in all the good things the Lord your God has given to you and your household. And that's Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 1 through 11. So at the Resurrection Center, each family will provide a financial harvest of first fruits. A debit card is okay, not a credit card. It's not a thing of debt. The actual harvest item to be presented, it's a biblical harvest. It could be rice, beans, fruit, vegetable, coffee. Um, You know, it's a symbolic. You, You don't have to bring in, you know, the shopping cart from the grocery store. So each family comes together to the altar. A picture is used for family members not at the church. So pastors pray over the offering. So here's what happens is, is pastor's hands are anointed with oil. So there, there's the oil, right? right? And the bottom hand, he'll have his hand like that. He holds the offering. The top hand represents the covering. So he won't do that. He'll be doing this, you know, one hand above uh, the other. After all the families have presented their offerings, the first fruits will be lifted up and it will be waved in front of the uh, uh, the altar. So let us prepare ourselves for the great harvest that God is about to pour into our hands. Let us prepare ourselves through expectation, anticipation, thanksgiving, and sacrificial giving. Let us prepare ourselves for a great harvest for the future. Let's celebrate the future. So we are celebrating the future. Some of you are thinking, how can we celebrate the future when it is not here yet? Because we can see the future by faith through the first fruits that God has given us. We have an awesome purpose to celebrate the first of our fruits, a prophetic celebration of what is to come. I'm so excited. My name is Minister Dave.